It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time for the Jets-Chargers post-game report. A very disappointing one on national television. Monday night football in front of the entire country. The Jets lose 27-6. to Everything fell right for the Jets on Sunday. The Bills lost. The Dolphins lost. The Jets were in prime position. If they could take care of a Chargers team with a losing record that was coming across the country, unfortunately they couldn't. And we'll talk about why with our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, on the bright side, beautiful weather tonight. You couldn't have asked for anything better on an early November evening in New Jersey. Yeah, mid-50s. It was it was beautiful. Uh, unfortunately, 0% chance of touchdowns for the Jets. Uh, I mean, it was just... It's getting, and we'll get into it, but it's just getting hard to, to watch the offense at this stage. And it, it, it's, you know, it, I'm sure for many Jets fans, ruined a, a beautiful night. So it's, you know, a little easier to take when you've won three in a row um, and you're at four and four now. But I think it's harder to take two because this was one of the offensive performances where how do you find the hope? And, and what does this mean for the rest of the year? And this isn't just this one game. It's a continuation of what we've seen for several games where they haven't been able to consistently 
really do anything offensively. And it's a warning. It's been a warning sign this whole time about, you know, how much has really changed from last year. And uh, I think you're starting to get to the point where it's looking somehow weirdly worse than last year in a lot of ways. I, I don't want to go that far yet because there's, there was some things that happened last year that were obviously terrible, but it's, it's just the, the offense is in a, it's a different way, but the offense is just not functional and uh, the, they can't sustain drives. And it seems like the only way they can score a touchdown is through luck. And there's a stat we'll get into that, that really, illustrates that well as we talk about it but yeah it's a, it's a mess and i think that's the most discouraging thing about it is that you see a defense that, that plays so well uh, on such a beautiful night and it really wouldn't have taken much from the offense i mean obviously the special teams had to screw up early but it wouldn't have taken that much from the offense for the jets to, to get this done and they they didn't come close to it and I'm, I'm sure that's where a lot of the despair and frustration is for jets fans tonight I know everybody's going to rush to blame Zach Wilson, and let me make it clear right off the bat, he did not play well at all tonight. It's funny, Andy, because we've talked many times so far this season about how we thought Wilson played better than the box score. You would look at the box score in these games and say, well, the box score didn't look so good, but he made some nice throws. He's showing some improvements in key areas. Tonight, it was the reverse. The box score looked pretty good, 33 of 49, 263 yards, but his performance overall was not very good. And we'll get into why in a bit, but overall, the entire offense beyond just Zach Wilson was horrendous tonight, including the two guys that are supposed to be the special players on the offense, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Garrett Wilson, of course, with a drop and a really bad fumble. Brees Hall fumbling on a pitch. So there is plenty of blame to go around here. Alan Lazard Absolutely horrendous. He leads the league in drops. Once again, constant drops, numerous penalties. And that's something else we need to talk about, Andy. And this is what I talked about on Twitter, too. Zach Wilson is what he is. He's a backup quarterback. Zach Wilson has been, for the most part this season, I would argue, as I said, better than last year. But he is nowhere near good enough to overcome the other things that are there. Nathaniel Hackett's play calling has been terrible. First down, run every single time, constantly putting the offense in holes. The penalties are a killer, constantly backing the Jets up. We saw several times when it looked like they might have had positive gains. They came back due to a penalty. I mentioned Alan Lazard. We can also talk about the offensive line. Billy Turner was absolutely horrendous. Nobody should be surprised by that. The offensive line did Zach Wilson no favors, but Zach Wilson still holding the ball too long still the pocket awareness not where you need it to be but when you put the entire offensive picture together nothing was working usually you at least can say Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall did something in this game nothing was working I really don't even know what the Jets do at this point because Andy I would make the case that the Jets should have tried to get another quarterback even if they planned on going forward with Wilson as the starter which is fine they should have had a better contingency plan the rest of the way as they compete for a playoff spot if they could have found somebody to add, like, say, a Josh Dobbs or somebody like that. Right now, they've got Trevor Simeon sitting on the practice squad. I don't really know what good he does you. And Tim Boyle, same thing. At wide receiver, the only guy on the team that can get open, despite the fact that he made mistakes tonight, is Garrett Wilson. They have no other receivers. Alan Lazard has been an incredible disappointment, and I think it's becoming clearer and clearer 
that his value was based entirely on his connection to Aaron Rodgers. A guy like Hunter Renfro was available at the trade deadline. Now, you can sit here and say the Jets weren't going to win a Super Bowl this year anyway if they went out and got a guy like Renfro, but we saw in the Giants game that once he got away from Josh McDaniels, he's still very capable of running routes. He's still very capable of making plays. The Jets could have had him. It would have cost them $11 million next year if they didn't renegotiate. But if they did renegotiate, they could have gotten a lower cap figure. And if they wanted to move on, they could have cut him with a $5 million cap hit that would have spread across three seasons, $1.7 million per. And you can sit here and say that Zach Wilson is not that good, but we've seen what this defense can do, which we'll get into in a little bit. And they're good enough that if you could get even reasonably close to competent offensive play, you could have a shot at the playoffs, something the Jets haven't done in 12 years. So to me, they should have added pieces. The offensive line would have been a little tougher. The only guy that was out there that they could have potentially added was Ezra Cleveland. I know they went out and they got Roger Saffold off the couch. The offensive line, I understand not a lot of good pieces there. At least with the receiver and the quarterback, you could identify guys that the Jets could have gone out and gotten as contingency plans. And then the special teams, Andy. The special teams, which have been one of the biggest strengths for the Jets this entire year. Greg Zerline has been fantastic. Thomas Morstead, fantastic. Xavier Gibson, he's had some rough moments, but we know that he had the game-winning punt return in the opener against the Buffalo Bills. Today, the special teams let the Jets down, giving up a punt return touchdown a mere two minutes into the game after both teams had had a three and out. And the Jets were just never able to recover between that, between the constant penalties, between several fumbles that just absolutely crippled the Jets time and time again, and the fact that the offense, as you said, Andy, regardless of all these other things, just couldn't sustain drives. And they haven't been able to do it for most of the year. Like I said, we've seen improvements from Wilson. We've seen the tape that shows numerous different ways in which he's better than last year, but it's still not to the level that the Jets are going to need for this offense to be functional because when you take Zach Wilson out just on his own, if you put him together with a competent offense around him, you might say, okay, you can overcome this. But when you have Zach Wilson playing at the level that he's playing at and around him an offense that just can't get out of its own way, that combination is just too much for anybody to overcome on top of, of course, the play calling by Nathaniel Hackett. And tonight, the mess up by the special teams unit. So the Jets got into a hole early that they unfortunately couldn't dig out of despite how well the defense played, which of course we'll get into in a bit. Because Andy, this was a night where I feel like the offensive players and the special teams unit owe an apology to the defense. The defense did everything they could in this game. They did a fantastic job against Justin Herbert. Thomas Morstead, who has been one of the best players on the Jets this year, the one bad punt that he had resulted in a punt return touchdown. Maybe he doesn't have to apologize because of how well he's played the rest of the year, but certainly the defense is owed an apology from the coaching staff and the players on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, it was it was just not good enough. I mean, the Jets have scored three touchdowns in the last four games. Obviously, didn't score one tonight against the Chargers. All of those touchdowns have been on first down of the drive, one, one play touchdown drive. <laughs> When I, when I say, you know, the Jets, it feels like they're getting lucky anytime they score a touchdown. It's because they, it literally has been either a home run, the 72-yard run from Brees Hall in Denver, um, and obviously the 50-yard 
pass against the Giants uh, last week. And and then the Eagles let him score an 80-yard touchdown. Those are the Jets' only three offensive touchdowns in their last three games, their last four games. Um, and that's just outrageous. They cannot sustain a drive. Uh, I think half of their touchdowns, I think they have eight offensive touchdowns this year, and half of them have come on one-play drives where basically Brees Hall had a huge player. Garrett Wilson had a huge play. That was the other one in Dallas. So – um, it, it's it's worse than it even looks. Like it's as bad as they were last year when they went the last however many games. I think it was three without scoring a touchdown. It's 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 just not working. It's not sustainable. I think that the offense has to have maybe part of the problem is that they have this attitude like where they need to be perfect in order to you know be competitive with the way Zach Wilson is playing and they're putting too much pressure on themselves or they, they part of me feels like this team got complacent and felt like, you know, they're figuring out a way to win. And so none of it, nothing else really matters. And just what this performance felt like tonight. And it, it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, they were, they were fortunate and not that they aren't talented. They, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of potential, uh, this offense doesn't need to be great for the Jets to be fine. They, need, they don't need to be good or average or below average. This can't be basically crap, and that's what they've been. They, they've been, you know, unwatchable. They're, they're last in the NFL in every major statistical category. It's something every play, every drive, you know, a, a good sequence of, of events tonight. You know, they, they get a third down. In three, they're finally moving the ball, I think, in the third quarter. And Rucker gets a, a false start and and the drive stalls. They get they drive down first drive of the third quarter into the red zone. Zach Wilson holds the ball too long on third down. But and I realized, you know, not, didn't exactly get great protection from Billy Turner, but as a quarterback, you gotta kind of be aware of that and be watching and get rid of the ball. Didn't get rid of the ball, got sacked, and then never had a chance on fourth down when Turner just you know, folded like a lawn chair. So um, it, it just, you know, another another one that, that kind of it encapsulates the Zach Wilson experience. Dalvin Cook, uh, we had a Dalvin Cook sighting. You know, he was in for a series, I think, in the third quarter. He runs across the middle. Zach Wilson throws him a pass that hits him in the hands. But Zach, it, there was no touch on the throw. Zach Wilson was like he threw it as hard as he could even though Dalvin cook was like three yards away and cook just like stared back at Zach Wilson. Like what, what the hell was that? I mean, it just kind of sums up. It's always something it's, it's a miss block. It's a, it's a dumb penalty. It's, you know, uh, a missed assignment at the wrong time. Uh, it's all conspiring for this offense to be just woeful on third down. I mean, they were already by far the worst team in the NFL. It's only getting worse. Uh, the only team under 30%, and it's only worse after night after they went three for 17. And that was after, I think, picking up all three of those first downs on their first few drives uh, on third down. So uh, obviously no success in the red zone. It's just, it's like a, a roll of the dice if it comes up big. And I think that, you know, the Jets have to, you know, have that attitude that, that they need to be better because of of the situation like they have the talent to overcome some deficiency that quarterback and give their defense enough to win games but it's just like you know 
they something always goes wrong. Something there's always an excuse. And it's not just this group, it's been going on for years, and it's kind of hard to fathom or explain why it's happening and across coordinators, across different coaches. It's just it's kind of the same as it ever was. I think this is the fewest touchdowns. The only, the only, there's only two teams in the last like 30 years have fewer touchdowns through eight games. And I can't remember if it was the Jets or not, but it, the, this basically you're comparing right now to the 2020 Jets, which is not a comparison you ever want to be making if, if you're the Jets. I think they had seven touchdowns in their first eight games. So it, it, it's a mess. It's It's got to be better. It hasn't been better. Nobody seems to know how to make it better, and that's a concern because uh, you know the defense is better, I think, than it was last year. And we know that the defense is good enough to get the team to the playoffs, and the offense isn't on that level. So it's going to – that frustration from last year is going to become an issue and a really you know, interesting one to see how this locker room handles it. And I think they're handling it better right now than they were last year. But is that going to last? It's a lot easier, like I said, after three straight wins. Uh, when you lose a game and you're at four and four, to be handling it well. But when because everything's still in front of you, there's a chance to fix it. Um, you know, they lost the chance to to tie the division by winning next week, but uh, there's a still chance to fix it, and that that helps. But the time's running low. It's now is the time for the Jets. And that's the thing that I think they have to realize. And they can't wait to get fixed. If it doesn't get fixed right now, they won't be in the position they were last year to, to squander it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. 
Damian Woody said the other day that if the Jets could just play at an average level, they would win the division. They haven't come even close to playing at an average level, but the defense has been so good, and that's why it's so frustrating for fans to watch. Justin Herbert, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league tonight, 16 of 30, 136 yards, one of the worst performances of his career. The Chargers were able to do very little on offense. Almost all of the production they had was based on turnovers and, of course, that punt return. Another instance of the Jets making a really good quarterback look bad. We saw it with Patrick Mahomes. We saw it with Josh Allen. We saw it with Jalen Hurts tonight. We saw it with Justin Herbert. The only quarterback who's actually played well against the Jets this season was Dak Prescott. Then you look at the defensive production. My goodness, these guys were flying all over the field. A huge game again for the tandem of Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson. Two guys that are becoming among the better edge rushers in the entire league. I think Bryce Huff's going to get a really nice contract this offseason. Another sack for Quentin Jefferson. John Franklin Myers had a big play. Will McDonald was in on a half sack and actually forced the fumble that the Jets almost recovered. So it's nice to see the rookie get in there and make something happen. Overall, this defensive unit did a fantastic job. There wasn't much going on through the air either. As I said, Herbert only thrown for 136 yards. 77 of that went to Keenan Allen. The defensive backs did a very good job in this game. Overall, a very, very good performance for the Jet defense, especially considering the hole they were put in time and time again. It has to be immensely frustrating for this defense to have to watch what's going on on the other side of the ball and realize that if the offense was capable of doing anything, this team would potentially be in front in the AFC East right now. Oh, the, yeah, the defense was spectacular tonight, and I thought it was one of the best performances of the year. There there was a couple plays maybe in the, in the first half where they missed tackles, which has been a problem, but they cleaned it up, and they were playing with this pressure where – it was pretty obvious like pretty early in this game that they couldn't allow a touchdown or the Jets were going to be out of the game. Like if, if they allowed another score, it was going to be over. And they played on that knife's edge basically until the fourth quarter when finally, you know, they let the Chargers drive down the field and kick a field goal that pretty much put it out of reach because you knew at that point the Jets you know, weren't going to be capable of scoring multiple touchdowns there to tie the game. So, um, it's just a frustrating situation because of how well they're playing. They seem to be getting better and you you see what they're doing at the edge position. Jermaine Johnson, I I think has been maybe the most impressive guy of all, just because he had that big off season. Everybody talked about him during training camp. He did not play well to start the season. And then he turned it on seemingly after that, you know, controversy during the Chiefs game with the the holding call and all that. So that seemed to – he seemed to have the correct response to that. And I would be very excited. I mean, even the sack that John Franklin Myers had, I mean, that was created by Jermaine Johnson just, you know, winning his matchup and and, and getting to Herbert and forcing him up in the pocket where, where Franklin Myers could get to him and – you know, five sacks that ties a career high for um, for Herbert in a game in terms of a career low. I don't know what you want to, how you want to put it, but it's the most times tied for the most times he's ever been sacked in a game. The 136 yards are is a career low. That's a career low for him by a pretty wide margin. Um, I think it was 
the fourth worst completion percentage of his career. Uh, I talked to Daniel Popper, who has been there for for his entire career, and he said it was by far, uh, eye test wise, the worst game of his career. And, and you know, not he doesn't fumble. He had he had the fumble. Um, you know, it, the whole thing was just set up for the Jets. You know, to do it, and and that's what I think makes it fr- more frustrating. Just going back to the offense quickly, the Chargers have like the worst passing defense in football. You know, in terms of yards, and they they haven't been great against the run either. So it just goes to, to show you how you know predictable and how the failures of execution. I mean, there's opportunities there, and that's why Zach Wilson was able to find. I mean, a lot of it came in garbage time, but there were holes in the defense. Uh, but he just wasn't finding them when it mattered, and they were shooting themselves in the foot so often early that it that it really like set the tone for for what was to come. And I think you know it got you know real heavy real early the way it, the way it all played out. And I think you know it, at a certain point it's becoming this. Not only are they playing poorly, but they know they're playing poorly. They know they're the reason that the Jets aren't you know, having the kind of success that they need to have. And it's become this whole other thing in terms of mentally dealing with that. And you know, it's hard to believe right now, you know, that this team can be a serious contender, even though you see this defense playing this way, because if the defense is going to do this against a team that, that, you know, a lot of other teams have beat and a team that, you know, is prone to making mistakes and, and on defense, especially and letting teams back in games and then the Jets can't get anything going. It's after their defense plays like that. It's hard right now to, to, to feel good about where the Jets are at. Andy injury wise, anything going on that we need to know about and take us inside the locker room. I saw that coach Robert Sala had some interesting things to say, as did Garrett Wilson. He seemed very frustrated and he appeared to be attempting to stop himself from saying something that would cause a controversy. Talk to me about what was said in the locker room and if there's anything we need to know injury-wise. Yeah, it was a pretty good night for the Jets injury-wise as far as I know. Nobody was unable to finish the game. So that that's a positive and an important positive as they head into a winnable game next week in, in Las Vegas or on, on Sunday in Las Vegas. Yeah, it was a somber locker room. I mean, the locker room has been still pretty upbeat. Even, you know, there was some – it was upset after the loss to the Patriots. But it was still – you know, uh, upbeat in a way. Like, there was nothing – this locker room was different. Like, everybody was, was out of there quickly for the most part. Um, the guys who stuck around, you know, the theme was uh, – I don't know. I don't know what what's – on defense it was, I don't know what else we can do or what how we're supposed – I guess we have to be better was basically the conclusion the defense came to. And, like, that's them trying not to show frustration, but it's also, like, pretty telling it's not you're not intentionally throwing the offense under the bus but it's like if the defense feels like it has to score after forcing one of the best quarterbacks in the nfl to the worst game of his career to win i mean what does that say about the situation nothing good and that's what sauce gardner said um you know quinn and williams didn't say it exactly like that you know quinn and williams said the right things in terms of when he was asked he's proud of the way the defense you know played he said he's proud of finding a way to win so they they didn't find a way to win and, and that's the most important thing but i think you know the defense it's admirable that they're trying to put more on themselves but it's not really 
realistic at this point. Like, what else can you ask the defense to do other than, you know, return a couple touchdowns, a couple interceptions for touchdowns? I mean, it's not reasonable to expect that from a defense when there's so many different factors that go into how those plays happen. So, um, yes, it would be nice if they could generate a few more turnovers, but again, that's not, it can't be. You can't be relying on your defense to score. I mean, it goes without saying. It's so absurd. But that's where the defense is at, where, where they're publicly saying, like, that's what Sauce Gardner said. You know, I don't even know what to think right now. Um, you know, we got to score. If def- a good defense finds a way to score. So that's telling. Brees Hall also had some interesting comments uh, when asked, you know, what's wrong. He said a lot of people have to grow up on the offense. We've got to grow up. And what he's, what he did he mean by that? He said that uh, guys have just got to focus on their job and nothing else, take care of their 111. We can't have guys messing up plays and, you know, it's it screwing the whole thing up. And I'm sure he's talking about himself because he had his mess ups, Lazard, obviously, Garrett Wilson, uh, all of that. So, you know, he was also asked about the notion that the Jets, you know, defense is playing at such a high level and the offense isn't, you know, carrying its weight or however you want to put it, doing its part. And he said, it sucks, but it's true. <laughs> And, and, you know, Brees is honest and I appreciate his honesty and I think it's accurate and fair. And he's usually on the mark when he, when he says what's on his mind. So uh, it's a, it's a frustrating situation for the Jets. And like you said, Garrett Wilson was clearly frustrated. He talked about his fumble. He said he needs to you know look at himself in the mirror, dig deep, figure out what he needs to do better. And he says it would have been a completely different game if he hadn't fumbled that ball or it could have been and and we'll never know what it could have been like because you know he put the jets in a bad spot there so uh he was upset about that and then when trying to you know i think he was holding back what he was thinking or trying to phrase it the right way because he was asked like schematically what are they doing you know wrong and that's another thing that the the jets have a huge issue with is the the first quarter stuff and we'll get into that in a second with robert sala but yeah, he was asked basically what are the Jets, you know, schematically if there's something different they could do. And he knows that anything you say there is is kind of a, you know, a finger back at the offensive coordinator. And I think, you know, his answer was kind of like, we all have things we can do better. And you know, I think it's it's not all on Hackett when you see, you know, I think overall the discipline is bad and needs to be better because the Jets are shooting themselves in the foot. And that comes from the top. Um, that comes from Salah. But yeah, they, they've got to be better in terms of discipline. But I don't think it's 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 not just one thing. It's a combination of things. And I think, you know, I will give Hackett credit for doing different stuff tonight, like the the Wildcat with Brees Hall and fourth and one, which worked. At least, you know, they're trying different stuff. Is it working? Not always, but that one worked. And, and credit them for trying different stuff. So Salo was asked about the Jets. I think they've been outscored 61 to five or, or 12 and 61 to 12 in the first quarter of the season, which is just 71 to 12, which is just outrageous. And it's been consistent pretty much every game. And, and Sal said, he doesn't think it's a, like the team isn't prepared to play. It's just a, a confluence of events was basically how he put it <laughs> of, of things going wrong. And it's, it's not good enough. It's not a good enough answer because honestly, like it is an indictment of the coaching staff that you're getting, you know, whatever you guys are doing during the week, you know, the Jets have done a good job of adjusting in game. And I will give this, that, this staff credit on that, not a strength for the Jets in the past. And, and 
wasn't a strength tonight, but they've in most games this year, they've won the second half matchup and, and made the right adjustments. But something during the week isn't right. If you're getting your ass kicked every first quarter, uh, I think they haven't had the lead at any point in the first quarter uh, this year or after the first quarter. Maybe they retired with the Giants last week. I can't remember. Salah pointed, pointed that out. We weren't losing after last week. Well, congratulations. <laughs> uh, that doesn't really do you the much good. So it, it was just a weird vibe. I mean, I think everybody knows it's on a nice edge right now. Everybody knows that they have to be better and this thing can slip away and, and you can put yourself, you know, they were six and three last year and didn't make the playoffs. Now they're four and four. Uh, they had to get to where they were. They were seven and four and didn't make the playoffs last year after losing their last six. So they got to now win three in a row just to get back to where they were last year, where they missed the playoffs from. I mean, it's the, the seasons it's all right here. It's right now. And they can't be losing these games and they can't be showing up and having these performances. So I think they know that. And that's why it, it was a somber and, you know, I would say a worried concerned, uh, maybe bordering on freaked out locker room tonight where we haven't seen that before. Andy Vasquez, who covers the Jets for NJ.com, will have you covered with lots of great content throughout the week. Andy, thanks again for joining me on this Jets Chargers postgame report. Jets losing a tough one to the Chargers, 27-6 at MetLife Stadium tonight. Really appreciate it. What are you going to have up this week over at NJ.com? Yeah, I mean, we're going to take a look at you know how the Jets can maybe alter things to, to score a touch in the future, which would be cool for everybody to see. Uh, also just, I've been talking to the guys in the locker room, kind of a fun story about how uh, they figure out what cleats they're going to wear on Sunday and, and what goes into that, how often they change them out. And I've talked to pretty much everybody in the locker room uh, or the main guys that, that people are going to want to hear from. So I think that'll be, uh, an interesting story when once I get it all together, a lot of transcribing to do on that. And then, um, yeah, Vegas, Vegas awaits and, and another really interesting opportunity for the Jets because, you know, you know, that team looked really good as many teams do right after they make a coaching change. And then reality seems to set in shortly thereafter. So I still think a good opportunity for the Jets to get on track and they, they need to. So this is a huge game and, and this whole stretch, I wrote about it earlier today, uh, earlier, earlier Monday, this whole stretch, four games, 19 days, uh, it's going to really define their season. The Jets had a chance to basically control the division because if they'd won the next two games, they would have been tied with Miami uh, heading to Buffalo for, for that matchup with the Bills. Uh, but that now is out the window. Even if they win next week, they they'll be a half game behind Miami again, and you know not not in control of their own deal unless they you know win both those games coming up. So it, it's there's there's still hope there, but yeah, they, they've got to get things fixed quickly, and it doesn't seem like a quick fix on offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Make sure you check out everything Andy is doing at NJ.com and follow him on Twitter as well. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. Some awesome All-22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already 
Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.